0: We are Was It Good? What do Westworld, Tiger King, and Star Wars, the Clone Wars have in common? I, your host, Ravi, and my two brothers are talking about them all in this action-packed episode. They have drama, laughter, tears, robots, everything you could ever want. So let's jump right into it. I just realized I forgot to put our names in that intro. So
1: we're just your two brothers.
0: My two brothers, Christian and Arjuna, welcome to another fan-fucking-tastic, was it good?
2: How do we feel today?
1: Good. Well, a Slightly different format, huh?
2: Different format, yeah. For those uh, who are unaware, we are trying out a weekly format where we consistently discuss the things that we are watching for the week. Uh, as Ravi said, this week it's Westworld Clone Wars, Tiger King, and a couple other discussions and fun things uh, sprinkled in. So this is exciting. This is uh, 70 plus episodes in and we're changing it up. Yeah. I like it because I can I can
0: do whatever I want. So let's start with Westworld. <laughs> he
2: thinks this is his podcast.
0: Let's start with Westworld because uh, that was on, uh, obviously the most recent thing mm-hmm. to have been consumed visually and audibly <laughs> by us. What did we think? Like one word. If you had to sum up the episode in one word <laughs> impression, oh. you're going back. <laughs> I, I can do it. I, I can. We're doing it how I want to do it. I just want you guys to just. Redo the episode with one word, real quick, go. It doesn't have to be crazy, just mm. how would you kind of recap that episode?
1: Uh, I would say the episode was Boinkers. Boinkers, I like yeah, that. Yeah, go with Boinkers. Um, obviously, spoiler alert, mostly because of the big reveal. The big reveal being, for this whole season so far, we've been trying to guess who's in each host, who's in Charlotte, who's in... Um, Scarface from Sons of Anarchy, who was in the newly introduced uh, guy from Shogun World. I forget his name. Sato?
2: Yeah, I think it's... Something something like... We're calling him Shogun World Samurai.
1: Shogun World Samurai. And it turns out it's all the same fucking person. Dolores. And uh, that was boinkers to me because I didn't see that coming. I was legitimately surprised. Uh, Somebody did mention, it might have been Ravi, a few weeks ago, oh, what if Charlotte Hale is is uh, Dolores, Dolores yep. and uh, you know, at that time I was like, nah, that can't be, that won't go that way. The fact that it's everyone yeah. I think is bold. Also, I just want to point out, that means Dolores was spooning herself in the infamous spooning scene.
2: Correct, it wasn't her dad.
1: Wasn't her <laughs> dad. It wasn't her dad, it wasn't Abernathy, it wasn't Teddy. It was even worse. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. No, no, yeah, you're right, it was She worse. was also
2: going to kill herself.
1: Well, yeah, but it, it also makes sense. She expects more of herself. She doesn't expect
2: her to show that weakness, So that whole interaction makes more sense well, to me Well, the real question now coming off of that is, like, how do these clones work? Is it Dolores from different times? Like, is it, like, you know, these are hosts, right? They're basically computer files. Is it, like, a, an autosave to a certain point in her lifetime? Or is it just, like, little, literal duplicates at the time of when she left?
0: Well, there's right. not just that. But then she can also go in and kind of manipulate who these people are. Right? Like, there's personality traits, right? And then these people, like, let's say she did do an exact copy, and it's her up until the moment of leaving the island, right? And then now the main Dolores, or the original Dolores, the OG Dolores, mm. is inputting these into various bodies or whatever. That second that they wake up in that new body, they've obviously... They're different. Right? They're radically different. Not only that, but she's also inputting... Information about who they're taking over, like Tessa Thompson's character, right? Charlotte Hale. They like some of that character, that character, that individual's personality traits are in that new Charlotte Hale Dolores version, right? Just like Sons of Anarchy, man's version is different. Just like Shogun World,
1: um, Dolores is obviously different as well, right? So. Yeah, which is interesting. I th- that that, that <clears throat> we've already seen it has implications with Charlotte Hale's character. Um, she has like a, a minor breakdown when episode two. Like, where she's like, I feel the personality trying to break through, the mother figure.
2: And she's been cutting herself. Remember that, that whole episode, we talked about it when she takes down the predator mm. and she has the line, which now makes sense. You like, She's like, you reminded me that I'm a predator. So that was very much uh, when we saw season two Dolores, right? When she was kind of the cold-blooded, uh, the Wyatt personality, right? When she's this cold-blooded murderer. That, and that, uh, and right.
0: that's a great, that's... Yeah. Actually, a good point. The Wyatt character is Dolores. It's mm-hmm. a radicalized version. So, we know just like people in general, we all have various like faces and sides, right? Like how you interact at work, how you interact with family, to like significant others. It's all different. And mm-hmm. if you hone in on those personality traits, there, yeah, that's a different person, right. essentially.
2: And, you know, the, the all the character arcs that have ever been programmed into her, <clears throat> they're still there, right? She's yeah. still a computer. So, like, that—that that is part of what she's probably digging into, uh, or the different versions of her digging into. All these different storylines and interactions and all the characters that she's been over the years. Right. Well, the different faces. Like
0: I would have to imagine, though, that Dolores has kind of put in some kind of restrictions into these particular ones so that they're, like... Ego and their, like, quote, God complex that main OG Dolores clearly has doesn't override. And they're like, actually, fuck you, OG Dolores. Yep. I'm going to be in charge now. Like, I'm sure there's some kind of safety net there. Because, you know, if if you as an individual have, like, a God complex problem, the last thing you want to do is make more of yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah that you would you seem you think that they have uh at some point that would bite you in the ass.
2: One question I do have and I guess I can make this my one word uh impr- impression is uh my one word is going to be Maeve. And the reason it's going to be Maeve is because That's not a word. Maeve? Yeah, it is a word. It's a name. It's a name. Yeah, it's still a word though. No. A name is a word. But no. is that Maeve still has it appears her god machine powers, right? Where she could just kind of hack into machines and change them at will, as we saw that she had in Westworld Season 2. Does that mean, does Dolores have those same powers as well? Does she not? And Have those powers really ever been explained as just being like, a am a god? I think
0: for where we're at right now with Season 3 of Westworld and with Maeve and how kind of overall this um, season is kind of going, this will be my one word slash one um, phrase or whatever is, is, you know, bananas. Actually, yeah, one word. Bananas. And what I mean by that is, like, we're getting a lot... It, like, the, the first two episodes, very fucking slow. Like, come on. I'm bored out of my mind. And then all of a sudden, we've like, we're have like we ramping up like crazy. So when it comes to, like, Maeve's special abilities and stuff, plot device. <laughs> it's just there to, like, push the fucking story ahead and just speed shit up. And also, I think... We need Maeve to be on an equal level to Dolores because, like, all of the pre-campaign marketing for this, everything that's been kind of said, everything is gearing up for that big, disgusting, weird robot-on-robot battle that is going to happen. So, I think Maeve needs some kind of, like, one-up on uh, Dolores and if that's going to be special god computing powers compared to the army of Dolores. Yeah, yeah. Like, here's a crazy-ass theory right now, because I was right about the last one. Here's my new one. <laughs> um, this season is going to end with the murder of Dolores, but guess what? She's not dead because of these other fucking...
2: Well, we still have we still have one more Dolores Pearl and one more Dolores, or one more host for that Pearl to be in. Uh, we only have four Doloreses.
0: Ooh, another theory, actually. Aaron Paul's character, Caleb... Dolores, <laughs> Dolores. No, that's a Why cop out. Why f-
1: well? Here's cop the th- out.
0: But here is the thing, though. Here is the question, right? Like you said this a while ago, and your insane theory of like this is future world. Caleb is just a host, right? He has like no, no, no. Caleb is a guest. Caleb is a guest. But going back to like that whole future world and stuff like that, and like the the plot armor that he clearly has, it would make sense that all of a sudden like Dolores is teaming with some rando human. Why she's doing this, like? Forget the theory of that Caleb is Dolores. We still don't understand why she's utilizing him. Like, she's been doing great so far. And and in this episode, this is the first episode where Caleb has kind of been, like, doing his own thing, like, helping out and, like, being an asset. But even if we all of a sudden go in and kind of remove Caleb's character beyond the fact of, like, transitioning all the money, which she could have just coerced anybody, it seems like, into doing, there's not a whole lot of, like, need for him
2: i actually got more like i feel like my theory kind of you guys feel like my theory kind of died this week but with the with caleb being a guest i actually got super big parallels this week to young william in season one and it's dolores william because it it, it almost the, the stories almost mirror each other right this guy obviously william knows he's in a park but he gets wrapped up in this adventure with dolores and goes on this wild adventure thing, right? And he he actually knows Dolores is a robot, but he falls for this allure that she's real, and then he's devastated when she's reset the next day, right? Mm. Caleb doesn't know that she's a robot, right? And he's wrapped up, and he's equally and similarly got wrapped up in this story of her. He's She's broken his cycle, right? She broke William's cycle of being a good man and being somebody else. Same thing with Caleb now. And you're just seeing him go on this adventure where he's just pulled into this story, li- the story plot and the storyline, and he's holding people, you know, at will at you know, at gun, and he doesn't even know what he's doing, right? Mm-hmm. He has no idea any of these people are robots. Like Bernard's like, he's like, oh, you, "Are you one of them?" He's like, "One of what?" And, it, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, like it, it almost. Uh, you're, you guys are probably like it. Probably isn't that theory, but there's so much evidence towards it. You know, there's, or at least so much feeling towards yeah. it. More parallels.
1: I don't know if it's evidence or if it's like you're supposed to think of that, so Maybe. that at the end Dolores can give this bullshit speech about why she kept him around, which is, oh, I have to, you know, keep at least one hu- part of humanity, and so I know what I'm di- You know, it's, like, it's gonna end up being some stupid fucking. Bullshit speech at the end, like, to destroy humanity, I have to know humanity. And to know humanity, I have to keep one of you in my inner circle. You know, it's going to be something stupid like that. That's why he's around.
0: The other one... That, uh, I don't have high hopes for the this. The
1: other this one that doesn't make any sense
0: still is, like, their whole reasoning for Bernard. Like, mm-hmm. she brought him back, gave him a body... And said, "Shoo, shoo, shoo, go on your way." Stop me, knowing, what you're yeah, for. basically, like knowing, <laughs> like, like it goes back to that crazy short story, right, about uh, the man who discovered the best animal to hunt, which was human beings, right? Like, you know that a human being, the game, the game, yeah, a human being can be dangerous, right? It's going to adapt, and, and ultimately, that's the hunter's uh, endu end or whatever. Is like one of his hunted mm. hunts him essentially, whatever. But it's like the same idea, is like. I don't understand the reasoning as as to like why Bernard's around like the, the Bernard thing is a weird thing. the Aaron Paul, the Caleb character is a weird thing. it just doesn't fit into anything right now so it's kind of
1: like it's yeah.
2: but don't you think Westworld will, will kind of answer those questions by the end of the season
1: or they'll yes or they'll have dangling threads for season four.
2: Yeah, either which that is, or
1: annoying,
0: either but. that or they'll throw so many other fucking things in our face yeah. we'll forget about this.
2: So I want to I want to read a great tweet I found today. <laughs> Westworld is the new Lost. If you like it, you'll defend every crazy weird thing about it yeah. as gra- groundbreaking originality and creative genius. No. If you don't like it, you have a ton of fodder to point out why it is it's ridiculous yeah. circus that has no idea what it's do- doing. Yeah. What is the link between Lost in Westworld, Tim JJ Hines. Abrams. They're both produced by JJ Abrams. Tim and yes, Hines. That that tweet was from Tim Hines. Oh, is
1: that Tim Hines?
2: Yeah. yeah. Wow. Great, wow. Shout out oh, to Tim a, Hines. That's actually a great, uh, great, great point. Great observation. Great that tweet. Was, Tim was great.
0: I mean, if the thing with JJ, right? Like Julian has said this, I mean, like so Julian, <laughs> friend of the pod, <laughs> he podcast, doesn't have the fucking balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, basically, like JJ Abrams, Star Wars is a really good example of like what the fuck is happening. Like Star Trek Beyond or, excuse me, Star Trek Into Darkness, like, the fuck is happening? Like, these storylines and these things just happen, and then they're just, they're just kind of thrown under the rug where they're wrapped up. I'm hopeful, though, that, like, um, it's Christopher... No, Christopher Nolan. Uh, Jonathan. Jonathan Nolan and uh, Lisa Joy, Joy. Uh, are not going to allow that. And they do... I don't know if you guys have watched their... There's a YouTube component to this where they kind of, like, go and answer some Q&A questions, and they've been very, like, open and direct And they even said before the season, like, like went into into premiere or whatever, they were like, you know, we're gonna make sure that this is cohesive and it makes sense because it's like, yeah, you can create a billion storylines and then you get this thing called uh, Game of Thrones syndrome, (laughs) and then you just fucking (laughs) forget about half the storylines. You forget about them.
1: Yeah, or you, or you, or you wrote yourself into a corner, and so you ignore them, hoping that no one will remember that those storylines existed.
2: Well, there's two, there's two other storylines that we haven't mentioned yet that I'm curious to get your thoughts on. Divergence once again plays a, a big, Divergence. a big, a big part in this episode, and Sarek, our mysterious antagonist of the season, he
0: shoots a motherfucker in the head. <laughs> So, he's your favorite character? Yes.
1: (laughs) Wow. He's the most annoying and he's the worst part about this season. Is it because he's French? No. Because that's racist. No, but he's just, it's just like, oh my God, here we go. Another sinister bad guy, another sinister human who feels like he can do whatever he wants. You know, I'm just like, at some point, these characters are just becoming, to me, very cardboard, stale generic cliches like what like there's nothing there's nothing about them outside of their main motivations and how they go about doing it i'm just like god damn it so So.
0: if there's an episode like episode five is a sarek centric episode. Where oh, we'll
1: see his childhood. I'm like, oh, well, fucking we, we great. Did, right.
0: We did see his childhood. Yeah, We saw oh. Paris
1: nuked, which is another thing of like, <laughs> why
0: the fuck do you nuke? Like, I'm not a fan of Paris. <laughs> I'll just say that, but still, I would not nuke the fucking country or the, uh, the city. What here, the fuck? A nice Here's city. a scenario. Maybe I wouldn't. It. Maybe it's the, so maybe
1: so. It's the epi- epicenter of a pandemic, and they were like, well, just to wipe out the pandemic at its source, we just go ahead and take it out. I'm sorry. Chris. There's right. a lot of reasons you can. We're in a people world. People will come up with we're it,
0: we're in a world where there is a pandemic yes is your solution to
2: nuke fucking cities no <laughs> psychopaths oh, that is of, never my oh, oh, solution spe- never speaking of mind. pandemics because actually uh, people are dumb enough to believe uh, patrick that. stewart the the star of um picard. picard recently came out and said uh they will not be addressing like the pan like uh, you know integrating the pandemic into season two it always like it's way too real we won't do that also is some uh, star Trek
1: way in the future i mean why would
2: Yeah, but you know, sci-fi has always been a pusher of reflecting what's going on in society. Yeah, you got to
1: give it seventy years. Like,
2: no, no, no. If I had to
0: get, we're going to side tangent here. I mean, Picard wrapped up season one actually last week or two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. It's hard to tell. It was very bad, (laughs) very bad. It was probably one of the worst seasons of science fiction. I've ever seen in my God, life. Now say something because
1: you watch Doctor Who. I need,
2: Who. I need, I need, we've done enough podcasts where I feel like you've had that statement at least five times. I have never said a, a, a series, we, a series is the Trek worst. No, no, no. no, no we, series. You you've said, you said, episode, you, sure. No, no, no. Not said a said fucking a, you've series. You said, said it a few times. You said it a few times.
0: E, anyway, anyway, back to like the Picard stuff real quick. I would say. <laughs> Granted, of our current situation, we don't know what is happening, no. right? And one of the things... And we're jumping around here, but, you know, you, are you, the listener, are smart enough to kind of keep a, our incoherent we're thoughts coherent. We're now. Um, we know that currently, like, things like the coronavirus are already fr- affecting production, right? We already know that shows have stopped, right? There's the big one... What's the Fox one? Is it Empire?
2: Empire, Empire decided recently that... Uh, they, I think they had, like, two or three episodes left to film uh, in their final season, and they just decided, nope, we're not going to be able to get everyone together. I would
0: I would say, let's rephrase it. It wasn't they; they just decided. It was because of the situation. Sure. You know, they were forced yeah. into a situation where we want to wrap up the story. We're out of, like – because the thing is, like, it, it's not like it's – in the film and television industry, it's not like the budget is frozen until the crisis is over – the budget disappears at some point.
2: And, and guess what? Contracts are up, right? And, yes. And Empire is notorious for having an ensemble cast yeah. that is very expensive and would be very difficult just from a budgetary standpoint to make one or two more episodes. Get get these people who are very busy, very busy actors, and guess what? All their other productions are paused. So when you have to battle with other studios to get their time for, what, uh, two, three episodes <laughs> maybe a year or two later? Yep. It doesn't make sense, right? And like you said, now you have to you have to balance what you want creatively. Uh, finances are obviously a big thing. There's just a ton to figure out there.
0: And that's the thing is like with Westworld, bringing it back and everything with with what's happening with coronavirus and everything. Do we think that a season four of Westworld happens? In the next three
2: years, I'm gonna say that is my insane. I'm I'm gonna say drop. no, just because first off, this season's ratings aren't very good. Like the ratings for each season have gone down and down, and that might be because there's a two-year gap between. I think also this season has tried to has taken it out of its setting, right, of being in West in World. Westworld. Bold move, and <laughs> that's gonna alienate a lot of fans, and it, I think it has, and. Uh, <laughs> So, so I don't think I don't think this show is a lock to get a fourth season to begin, and I think if it does, I think it's more than three years away because it's been two years between each season. Yeah. Now you have that delay. Mm. I just it's going to be hard to get everybody together.
1: I agree. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. it I'll take you one step further. Sure. If ratings don't improve drastically. Uh, this is the last season. Wow, you think this show gets canned? And to yeah, his well, point, I I, I, it's a perfect it's a perfect <laughs> storm of events. For really good shows to get canned, mm. right? Ratings aren't good, and at a time when shows should be killing it. There's nothing else for anyone to be doing. And second, it takes so long, and we honestly don't know how long that this thing is gonna is gonna
2: happen for, right? And I'm not just talking about Westworld. I'm talking about a lot of good popular shows and, might but, be getting canceled. And, and another factor: businesses are losing tons of money. Like yeah. everything across the board is losing money, right? So you're going. Businesses have to shrink, including networks. Gonna are make going cuts. to have to make cuts, right? Yeah. We know Westworld is a very expensive show. Very. very I think yeah. it's the most expensive show ever made, right? No, 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 no. no, 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 no is no, that no, Game of Thrones? No, uh, there's a few. HBO has. I'm pretty sure like, it's the top, top them, five, but I don't think I don't. think Westworld. is <laughs> is
0: definitely not like the. What most was expensive? the uh, the
2: James McAvoy show that they're making? Uh, his Dark Materials. Dark Materials. Yes, that was like really expensive. <laughs> I don't know what that is. And so was Pretty Little Liars, which I so
0: based on that. Hollywood, television, you know, they'll be making cuts. They'll be going through, obviously, and figuring things out. Arjuna, your time here has been great. We're going to have to
1: let
2: you go. Uh, we need oh to make some Oh my
1: god. Wow, that's a social clip. Jones just got fired on live podcast.
2: Well, <laughs> I, I would just like to uh, I would just like to thank the Academy for this. <laughs> exact, wait, what? You said I just won an award, right? Yeah, no. Uh, I'm in a state of shock.
0: Real quick, because I do want to jump into a couple other things obviously that we have going on this week. We have the Clone Wars. We also have that really fucked up show Tiger King. Um <laughs> <Show> exotic. <laughs> Before we jump to that though, with Westworld, um, Let's kind of jump back into the episode. Not all go doom and gloom here. Man in Black finally made a fucking appearance.
2: Uh, uh, can I start with this one?
0: Go, go for it. What was the point?
2: Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> what oh the man. fuck? This is hilarious. What the, fu- this, if, we did you the favorite, full if we did favorite and least favorite parts, this would be my least favorite part. Because they w- the character has no, there's no, there's no point to his story or anything. Yeah. He should not appear ever again in the show. It's sad. I there I've two uh, rebuttals. Number
0: 1. We know that the character for the man in black William, mm-hmm. you know, he lives to a future where it's very sandy. Well, that's the <laughs> host William. That's the host, but we know that the character, the entity whatever sure. lives to that point. So we need between now and whenever that is, filler for that. Yeah. So that's where this see this and his entire part was just that. And then number 2, the payoff of the whole, Dolores is everyone. The reveal works way better when you incorporate him because of who he is mm. to Dolores.
1: Now, to both of your points, because you're both right in my opinion, it was extremely forced, <laughs> and the reason it was forced was to get to the payoff. Yes, which I think was worth it. I I, I enjoyed seeing the payoff, but it's so clear to me though that the only reason that he was there
2: was for that payoff. Was
1: f- it was for the payoff of of the reveal to be the foil to the to, to reveal that Charlotte Hale is
2: Dolores and you know Dolores and and William go way real back. quick, real quick. I just want to get your thoughts. Does he appear ever again in this season or the show?
1: Yes. Uh I don't
0: see how. I he, don't see how he He is tied into Ceric, sorry? and that entire but He's realm. mentally
1: he's 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 put away. His 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 thing is done. Sure. But
0: I the thing with that character though is like he has he's done a lot of shitty things and he got to where he is in a position of power because he had that will. <laughs> William had the will. Um, so I think he's not done like mentally sure he's in a weird fucked up place right now but I could definitely see his arc going from like sadness and sorrow to like just pure fucking revenge. Revenge slash anger. redemption.
2: That's yeah, the way you guys to mean, go with the character. Yeah,
0: exactly. Because I don't know about you guys but like I saw that character and I was like, yeah, he's he's a shitty human being but you still feel like, yeah, that kind of sucks, bro. Especially when like you're product fucking turns on you. <laughs> I mean he that's like my iPhone locking me up in a psych ward.
1: Yeah, it's hard to feel too bad though. He he made his own bed. Ma- Every bad Ma- thing that's happened to him is, is- Almost well, directly by his well, own hand. Well, the question
2: is, did he, or is he being controlled? Has his ma- his life been mapped out for him? That was the that was the question that was mapped out. That to him. That was posed him. to him, sure. That was you know that's the whole point of this divergent storyline and alternate timeline. The only
1: reason that question is being presented is because people want that to be the case, right? People want an excuse for their shitty yeah. behavior. Yeah. Oh, I'm controlled. It's it's not me. Am I me? Well, at the end of the day, right? Doesn't People matter. are going to be responsible for their own are responsible for their I'm own gonna, shit.
0: I'm going to hit you, and it was control.
1: Yeah, exactly. You, you, Boom. Mom made you do that. I mean, that's nature versus nurture. Yeah. That's different. No, no, it's the same thing. No, people, it's the same people, thing. People I will literally say, blame. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, my genetics is uh, why okay. I'm overweight, or uh, it's you know all kinds of reasons. Like, I think um, he just attacked you. You, my, just, you personally attacked me. You just called me fat. I mean, I was talking more about myself to be honest. But oh, okay. uh, did you see my Fat Friday on? No, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> Plug it. Plug this Friday. Check it out. I'll be eating. Not one, not two, but three. One pound chocolate bunnies in honor of Easter, and
0: that can be found on Twitch.tv/slash. Was it good? Why Plugged. we haven't changed the na- name of the Twitch channel? Don't ask me. We might. We might. <laughs> we might <laughs> again. Uh. All right. So before we jump out of the whole Westworld thing, two things: host bodies and cores, real quick. Dolores body and core. Dolores. 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 Hale is Christian. Is uh, Charlotte Hale? is obviously Dolores. Sons of Anarchy guy is Dolores. The Shogun World Samurai, Dolores. And we are still one body unaccounted for. But I believe it is Caleb. That is my theory. I right think it's now. Bernard. Well,
2: yeah, actually, yeah. Here's a fucked up thing, right? What if Bernard is also Dolores? He is. Here's a more fucked up thought. <laughs> what if we're
1: all Dolores? We
2: are all Dolores. We are We, are, <laughs> all, we are all Dolores. We are
1: all, uh, I am Dolores. It's like Spartacus. I see if it's Spartacus.
2: Do you guys, with with differ- with divergence, do you guys think we're getting to the point where one of the one, something we're watching is like this divergence and is like one possible timeline? Absolutely. And I think I think someone mentioned it last week. It's going to be like Dallas, where it's like, and it was all a dream, and it all wasn't real. I would be
0: super annoyed because I don't think I'm mentally prepared. Once again, I go. I'm going back to like. I don't know about you guys, but like TV shows right now, I feel very like I care even less right now. Sure. So if they were to pull like a fast one on me, where it's like, oh, it was all a dream. Like, cool. I'm never coming back
2: to this show you ever again. You want to know why you care less now? Why? Because you're relying on it more for entertainment. That makes sense. And you now we have even higher expectations for these shows and for the media we're consuming to the point now where it's like if you don't give me. The best thing I've ever seen, I'm good.
1: I think it's a little different. I think it's uh, because of what we're going through right now, These sort of um, epic, uh, dark future, post-apocalyptic you know apocalyptic kind of things need to really nail it because it feels a little bit too close to home, yeah. which is why, this might be a good pivot, things like Tiger King are killing it right now because that is a total escape from what we're going through. We're just going to watch some zany people do some zany, crazy shit, and you can forget about your problems for a while because other people clearly have
2: bigger issues.
1: Well, before we get there, Krishna, oh, yeah, I tried uh, real quick.
0: Uh, Arjuna, was that Westworld episode good?
2: Uh, I'm actually going to go with a yes. Okay. After all of that, because I did enjoy, you know, I did enjoy. Uh, all of the characters finally meeting and all the characters actually being in the episode. Sex party. The As Krishna tweeted out, he said like, oh, you of course, tweeted this out. Well, I tweeted out Krishna's quote of, <laughs> yeah, of course they all meet at a sex party. That's true. Uh, so I, I did like that. That's more of what I want to see. I do think there is sex parties. More. No, not the sex parties. <laughs> more, of, more of the main characters kind of interacting and seeing where the story is going. I do think we are picking up a little bit from where we started. Uh, you know, I, this wasn't the worst episode of the season, and I did enjoy it. So I will say yes. I thought it was, I thought it was good. Had flaws, but I still did enjoy it. Mm. Krishner, was the episode good of Westworld? The season of episode.
1: Yeah, as much as I've been shitting on Westworld for the last forty-five minutes, uh, it was <laughs> it was good. Uh, I thought Man in Black was, even though it was forced, I enjoyed. It's almost like he he picked up right where he left off, right, and that was refreshing to me because it's like a callback to better times in the show um i enjoyed it i actually liked the reveal with dolores uh i thought at first as soon as it happened i was like oh this is stupid but then i thought about it and i was like no I, I i like
2: it i didn't see it, it makes, coming i it, was and you uh, know what it makes sense you know it's yeah. not one of those twists where it's like this makes no sense right this it makes complete sense yeah it, it, may, it makes complete yeah. sense yeah. That if dolores you want something done right you gotta do it yourself yeah you know? exactly so i i thought yeah it made sense yeah
1: ravi was uh westworld season three episode four Good. You already don't have to do the whole fucking title. Like they, they get it. What's what the fr- title? What is Christian, fucking Christian. Google
2: the title and I'm read not, it I'm as not well. gonna do that? Yes,
0: it was good. It was one of the better episodes. Um three is still my favorite, then probably this episode four. So shifting gears here, let's get into another series where people have identical copies where mm. they're bred for war. Robots as well. Transformers? And Star Wars, The Clone Wars, season seven, the last Season supposedly, I mean, they've said this three <laughs> fucking times at this point. I have no idea. Um, I'll just start right now. Like, the newest episode came out on Disney Plus, uh, th- and this new episode came out sh- what maybe a day or two after the uh, the big Disney furlough news came out, where Disney's furlonging a bunch of their employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you guys familiar with the term? Furlough.
1: and so it's uh they're not getting paid because they're not going to be doing any work but they get to retain their benefits correct so you know that's what you told me yes. three days ago
0: yeah so it's not that like <laughs> they're uh fired or let go or anything like that it's it's exactly what you just said
1: no work no money but you still have health insurance. right, right. And and not it, bad. it
0: seems like and it, I think this is interesting right because this whole thing with corona is affecting companies specifically entertainment companies like hardcore like yeah we can't gather as people to do stuff. So how are you going to continue making stuff? Or uh, how are consumers going to go to stores or go to theme parks? So I thought that was kind of crazy. Um, With, obviously, the Clone Wars, it's one of their flagship Disney Plus shows. It was kind of the big reason, personally, that I was even interested in Disney Plus. And so far, the first two arcs? Yeah, the first two arcs of Clone Wars Season 7 were interesting. And then we got...
2: Well, it's first one arc. One arc,
0: yes, thank you. Um, the Bad Batch. The Bad Batch arc, which was amazing. It was great.
2: I was like, Clone Wars is back, and then this happened. This is this would rank as one of the weakest arcs in Clone Wars, like up there with some of those season one arcs. This me. feels
0: like Star Wars Resistance.
2: No, it, it, honestly, because if you if you honestly watch Clone Wars, right, there are some good arcs, and then there are some. Just really bad Not arcs. so good arcs. Boring. boring and, thi- arcs. and this one honestly just feels completely pointless. In fact, when I watched it, right, because spoiler alert, they end up exactly where they started the episode. Like, the same situation. Like, they're in the same cell and everything. Yeah. W- with with no hopes of getting out. Uh, the episode, all it does is just tease the Mandalorians in there. What makes, what upsets me about this is, if these are the final episodes of Clone Wars. Ever. Why- why are you? <laughs> why are you wasting, wasting time? time yeah, yeah, yeah. doing this, right? Yeah. Like w- there are so like there are so many other stories you could do. So many other like interesting characters. And, and granted, Ahsoka is an interesting character, but this is not an interesting arc to introduce these two new characters who are going on about you know the Jedi not being great and everything. Like there's just there was a be- there's a better way to tell this type of story. Yeah. Than kind of doing this, and and that's. I remember when I saw like the that first episode of the bad like the Bad Batch one. I didn't love it because it's like, why are we introducing new elements into a show that's ending, right? Yeah. Shouldn't we be like talking? S- Should we talking? Should we be talking about like Asaji Ventress and like all Ooh, these other nice. ca- like all- Asaji? Isn't that her name? Asagi. Asaj. Oh yeah. What, Asagi. Whatever, man. What nerd. Uh... You know, and like General Grievous, and getting—I'm sorry, Asaji. <laughs> wow. <are you laughs> sorry. Wait, wait.
1: You I just have one uh, lyric for you. It's, it's all about the spinoffs, baby. Yeah, exactly. Boop, boop. Like yeah, and these two characters have clearly been a spinoff. Yeah, I, mean, I hate to admit it, but they are. It's super obvious they will be end up
0: being a spinoff. No,
1: uh, no, I would not watch a spinoff of these two. Characters. I, w- I will say this, uh, and this just to kind of go again—you know—play devil's advocate. I do think this was the. <laughs> The strongest episode and arguably the worst arc of Clone Wars ever. Only because the oldest sister, she actually had like two uh, kind of funny lines that I, I actually laughed out loud when she was like, If I die, the family business is yours. <laughs> I thought that was a lie. Wow, I was that, like, that's like, That saying, was great. That's
2: like saying that this is the worst diarrhea of my series of diarrhea. No,
1: that's that a perfect. That's a perfect oh, it analogy. I was only on the
2: toilet for twenty minutes. Yeah, exactly. So it was the best one. And I was like,
1: you know, I only puked t- twice. I mean, right? down like down to like the music
0: choices. Like they're in the, like this life. Like I get, I get it, I get it. This is a children's show, but still, <laughs> like, spread of breath. I don't know. Like you can't. Like I hate that argument because I I went on Twitter and I made some comments about last week's Clone Wars episode, and I got a couple of DMs from people in the Star Wars community being like, you're being negative, and like... Yes, (laughs) yes, I am. And I'm like, yes, yes, I'm a fan of the fucking series. Of course, I have a goddamn opinion. Yeah. But it's like, you can't stand there or sit there and say, it's a children's show, and then be like, what about the other six seasons of the Clone Wars? You could easily argue that is not a fucking kid's show. You have clone troopers committing suicide. Mm. You have this insane, like deep understanding and and like conversation pieces about life and death and like what it means to be like there are major elements adult themes adult themes like yeah. you can't mm-hmm. say it's a children's show and be like oh yeah. and then that's what that's and, your defense for and it. then the the fun yeah. zany music of like the characters falling over and everything like that's okay like that no
1: that's yeah they're gonna they're going, they're going against the precedent that they set yeah uh yeah sure it You can present it as a kid show, but there are very adult, very real-life themes, which are poignant, and they make you think, right? That go beyond its childish setting. Uh, And this arc completely, we have, the first, I think the first time we even have that a little bit is in this episode, when um, the the sisters are talking about the Jedi, who inadvertently kill their parents. And the only reason that's even a little bit interesting is, I think it's, she's talking about uh, um, Caden's master.
2: And she's also talking about Cad Bane, like the red eyes. The, oh, yeah. The, that's Cad Bane. That's an actual episode in Clone Wars where that, right. that situation actually happens. That's right. Uh, so that's what's really cool about it. That's the only uh, That's the only cool part of the episode. But, and it's like, oh, yeah, cool. We're referencing old seasons. Now give us a good story. Uh, <laughs> the other thing, I mean. Also, well, well, one other thing. Uh, how come they can't figure out that she's a Jedi? Like how many things have to happen before we're like, uh, a die,
0: a well, you, well, no, no, I'm going to defend that one, because remember, this is a, a massive galaxy, and there's tons and tons and tons of people, right? There's no way everybody understands what, all the, what the Jedi powers are and what everybody is doing or how Jedi work, because there's only a couple thousand to a couple million, billion, probably, yeah, billion and billion and, billion and billions of aliens and species. So not everyone comes into contact With the Jedi, it also goes back to the whole idea of like, well, how is it by the time Luke is a young adult and talking to Obi-Wan Kenobi, the idea of a Jedi is like, oh, that was a long fucking time ago. Like, I think it's the same same aspect, same idea. And then the other big interesting factor or thing that was shown to us was the Mandalorians, specifically Death Watch, specifically if I had to make a a massive assumption, I'm going to assume it was Bo uh, Katana this character from Death Watch, and they're clearly on Pike Planet Central doing something... Um, illegal. L- something illegal, but um, we were introduced to them and they're clearly watching Ahsoka and her friends. That's probably where the interesting tie is going to be. So the fact that we see these characters, the fact that Ahsoka and them are, are locked up again, I think hopefully this is the last boring-ass episode and we can get some cool shit happening, but, you know... You never know, right? You you just don't know what's gonna be.
1: Any time with the Mandalorian, the show, you think? Oh, I think
2: so. I think they've got it, and it, and and it would be such a waste if they didn't. Especially with the next arc, because the next arc is Mandalor- Mandalorian, Mandalorian, Mandalorian death, death, I'm death sure Darth Maul? You know, there's been rumors coming out about the Mandalorian season two, obviously about uh, different bounty hunters showing up, different characters, allegedly Ahsoka Tano herself being cast live action with Rosario Dawson. Uh, so the, the voice actress, by the way, that does Ahsoka,
0: she went out on social and basically said, I'm paraphrasing here, she said, hey, good job to uh, Rosio, Rosario, Rosario very happy for you. It sucks that I'm not that character. The problem with that is she said that before any official Disney anything was put out. So she went and confirmed it before anybody else. Ooh, so she's in the
1: she's in deep duty. doo the shit list. She's so, never gonna get work in this town again. So
2: she's never gonna voice uh, Ahsoka again, is what you're saying. <laughs> God. And the Rosario only... Dawson will be the new voice actress for. for How fucked up would that be, though? Like, we know that there's eventually gonna be
0: a Sabine and Sabine. Ahsoka thing. I'm sure. Going Could be a after movie. It. Could be a movie or with Ezra. Whatever. Like. What if this is the last time she actually does anything with Ahsoka?
2: I mean, honestly, right? Uh, I you know, The Mandalorian is a good spot to test Rosario Dawson out as a live action Ahsoka, and if she can continue her popularity, right? Because she's very popular for the animated, you know, fans. Now, if you can get the Mandalorian fans to be like, "Oh my god, I love this character," that I mean, then yeah, the next the next phase would be a movie, a solo movie or solo show, right? A solo Disney Plus show I and mean, a solo movie, uh, and there is obviously. Tons of story to tell there. Absolutely. Even though she might be dead, or most likely is dead. Or time travel. Again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm just going to blanket statement this one to kind of move things along here. Does anyone out of the three of us think that this episode was good? Say it right now. Go. Okay, so everyone thought this episode was bad. Okay. So, I'll just say it real quick. Was... What episode number was it? Episode 7. Was did We say it in unison? Yes, right. No, we don't need that. So, Clone Wars episode 7 from season 7 was it good? No. No. No, no terrible. <laughs> terrible. So, moving in to the newest social cultural weird
1: fucking craze, mm. Tiger King. Woo! Tiger we
0: finally King. Finally did it, guys. Tiger fucking King. We're
1: finally doing something relevant to, you know, social social media. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> what they think. So Tiger
0: King. Uh, I'll start right off the bat by saying I didn't watch
1: it. All right, and you're done,
0: and I'm done. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we should. Why? Why did you not watch it? I do not like jumping into these kind of weird crazes where uh, a couple of people, particularly the larger or more vocal social voices, are like, "Go and watch this show." Like because who? Blah blah blah. Um, it, it picks up right. Like there are a couple of people that I follow on social that I work with. They weren't interested in the show, and then all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. some other social influences that they watched picked up on it. It started somewhere, and then it just spreads like wildfire. Absolutely. Um, I don't particularly go and watch a show based on social, like saying this is a really good one. Mm -hmm. I base watching a show on if the trailers and the content is interesting to me. And everything I've seen... Based on promotional uh, material, trailers, and all that. It's just something I'm interested in. And I've heard the story is batshit crazy and that's cool. I don't honestly think I'm going to ever bother watching it because I just don't have the energy and I just don't care.
2: I mean, yeah, you have to have interest to watch something.
0: Yeah. Like, that's why I rewatch, you know, like Parks and Rec or IT Crowd. I've seen that story a million fucking times. I love putting something on, just kind of zoning. With mm. something like this, I'd have to actually pay attention. I don't really want to. But you two mm-hmm. went and watched it, or Junior you were
2: actually live tweeting. I did. Yes, you can check me out at Arjuna Ramgopal to check out my live thoughts. Uh, you know, um, it was interesting. I, I was definitely intrigued by. I was intrigued by what I saw for the trailers, and obviously, a lot of people were talking about it. And it's very, to me, it's very clear. If you if you're not if you're not hooked or if you're not interested by the first after the first twenty minutes you're not going to be right because it's a it's a documentary that's all about twists and turns and all the batshit crazy uh, theories out there and uh, the the craziest one is I have it has to be Carol Baskin right it has to be the the woman who is in charge of big cat rescue uh, and the theory out there that she murdered her husband. Uh, and I—it's I, the most memeable it's, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and and it—you know—I think what's interesting about the show is that these these actual people are these kind of like zany characters mm-hmm. uh, that aren't likable um, and are all pretty much terrible people, including Carol. Like I, I don't think she is very innocent in any of any of it. But we're not here to recap it. Uh, I think starting with Carol—is she guilty? Is she guilty? Did, did, did she did she murder her husband, right? That's uh, the that's the question everybody is. I go asking.
1: back and forth on this, Juno. I really do. Did she do it? Probably. But <laughs> but I can't get over the the, the line when i forget um, which former associate it is of the husband yes. the, the missing husband saying if i am able to pull this off it'll be the greatest coup i've ever done mm. so there is there is a nugget of doubt there and it's you know it's said by this associate did she do it yeah she probably did how did she do it she put some you know it, she has a line in there where she even says it i put you you don't put cologne on someone right for a tiger to eat them you do like sardine oil right the 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 tiger's gonna eat the sardino. I'm not gonna eat the fucking cologne. The so
0: play, wait, real quick though, like because I've I've seen this theory all over the place, and obviously sure. I've not watched the documentary, but like right. mm-hmm. we've all went to school for storytelling in some aspect, right? Are you sure it's just not the producers fucking with people in terms of pulling lines
2: and creating a
0: storyline?
1: No no no, 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 no. So
2: it, 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 <laughs> okay. it is. no, it no is so it's, it's a, a ad, legit thing. It's, yeah. an, it's an actual investigation that happened. That was reopened
1: the, by the sheriff. The,
2: th- the thing, is, the thing about it, though, and the reason there is so much doubt is because all of the evidence comes from come from all the other, um, all the other subjects in the documentary, and it's proven throughout this documentary. And this is what Carol Baskin herself said uh, that. Th- these characters or these people are not trustworthy. They're not good people. You can't really trust what they say. So it's right? like an unreliable narrative. Yeah, like so like, yeah. Joe Exotic, for example, right? The main guy is in jail for trying to kill Carol Baskin and also, you know, doing a lot of illegal things. And he's always claimed he's innocent. It's very clear. He's not right. He he did breed cubs. That's caught on tape multiple times. Yeah, he probably euthanized them. Yeah, he's, and he's, he's like, he's like, no, no I'm good. Them. I'm no, you yeah. know what I mean. So you are you're trusting untrustworthy people. But when you, I, it's like a conspiracy documentary about aliens, right? When you hear the evidence, it's very compelling. Mm. There are a lot of there's a lot of unanswered questions with this case, and that's why I think a lot of people quickly point to Carol. That yep, she did it.
1: Uh, and fun nugget: um, the sheriff's office uh, reopened the case after the after this Netflix special. They're like, "All right, we've got to reopen this thing. It's isn't there's that, enough evidence. Is There's enough evidence, or there's enough uh, questions."
0: Isn't that getting? Isn't it kind of annoying though that we're living in an age now where if you want any kind of social justice, a fucking Netflix documentary has to like push it. Like, mm-hmm.
2: well, very t- incompetent well, of our police. Well, to enforcement. me, to me, Tiger King has a lot of parallels to another famous Netflix murder documentary. Well, this isn't a murder documentary, but to a Netflix murder documentary, Making Making a Murderer murderer. with Stephen Avery. Uh, I mean, the second season is based off of all of the implications that the first season had and and the reopening of the different cases and everything. So,
0: I mean, this is great for Netflix because that's at least a two, three season deal. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, Well, I mean, all Netflix is doing is capitalizing on bad police work. To Ugh, be very honest, so it's not fuck. it's not Netflix's fault, right? No. If cases are shut before they are, and there's a bunch of incompetent people running cases, it's not their fault. If, if there's a story there, go do it. In fact, you can make the argument uh, without social media and Netflix, innocent people could go to jail, and at least at least with with you know this sort of reality TV bubble that we live in, uh, some innocent people might have a chance to get out with more eyes on it. So that's the kind of and,
0: and quick disclaimer here: we're not saying all uh, police enforcement is incompetent. We're just saying that on occasion, shit falls through
2: the cracks. Well, it's like the news, right? The news focuses on the sensational story, right? So and gonna, like, disclaimer: we're not saying all news, <laughs> but no, it's it's, it's, no, it's like we uh, are saying that. No, 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 no. It's like there's a there's a great stat that I was like to that I I found out in school that is interesting to me. Right? Everyone's like, crime is at an all time high. No, crime is at an all time low. Reporting on crime has increased nine hundred percent in the last twenty years. So literally every crime is now reported on, versus twenty years ago when the big crimes such a you know such a a smaller fraction of crime was reported on. And I think it's the same thing with these documentaries, right? Are all police work bad? No, probably the majority of it is good. Most of it is good by definition. But but. the the bad cases are what make compelling television right yeah. because then you get all these questions with Carol Baskin and you have people post on their their twitter right where they when the mailman leaves the mail that they have two slots right it's like if Carol Baskin killed her husband leave it here if he, if he didn't leave it here mm. so we're like getting a straw poll of mailmen right this yeah, is a thing. Yeah, there's like someone did that on Twitter. Like, what like the fuck. Like everybody has an opinion on if Carol Baskin killed her husband, right? Yeah.
0: So you guys would say then this is the new making a murderer for like this Absolutely. the next the next six months to twelve months at least because uh, making a murderer like went boinkers yeah. and then it hit the season two and it's kind of definitely fallen off like nobody really gives a fuck anymore. No,
2: I, I would say because of the. The times we live in, and there's you know people are trying to pump out more and more content. I think people are moving from content quickly enough. Like tiger. This,
1: this will be a thing for like a month. I mean, maybe two. it's a, the,
2: the the fever pitch has already died down, right? Like yeah. we're you know the fever pitch was last week. Yeah. You know, in fact, <laughs> we're we're living, on to the next thing.
1: We're living in such unique times where anything that does catch hold, because everyone can watch it immediately now because they have nothing better to do, you're gonna see a huge crescendo for anything. And it's just going to its gonna be over in a week because everyone's seen it. Everyone's reacted. Everyone's given an opinion. But, but one of the characters from Tiger King, uh, Jeff Mr. Jeff Lowe, uh, playboy, drug dealer, maybe sex trafficker. Who knows? He's involved in everything. Came out and said, I believe, uh, online that... Uh, Netflix will be dropping another episode next week. Netflix has not confirmed this as of right now, as far as I believe. No one else has confirmed this. Only Jeff Lowe, one of the central characters in Tiger King. Because apparently uh, they were coming over, I think, today to to film it with him. Right. So wait, do we think this is real or do you think this is to your point where the hype train is
0: leaving so quickly? Do you I th- think this will this is just a hype?
1: Think? If I if I know if I know Jeff Lowe, and I don't, <laughs> I only I only watched him um, for seven episodes on Tiger King. So seven seven not hours? Even, not
2: even. It, he didn't show up until the fourth episode. Right. So it's like three episodes.
1: If I if I if I had to deduce it, it's a it's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Nothing's happening. There is the no documentary. Is a, the, the guy blows more hot air than anyone you've ever. He can turn air into money. He'll take anything. He can take anything, and through lies, manipulation, and just being. The very definition of a bully will, can get whatever he wants. He's, he's one of the worst people you've ever met.
2: Yeah. Or this one of the a, worst people you've never met. Yeah. So, Ravi, just to give you some background on Jeff Lowe, this is a guy that would smuggle tiger cubs into Vegas in uh, zipper, you know, in luggage bags, bring them up to hotels, and then lure women up to play with the cats and then play with him.
1: Have orgies. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't have a problem with that,
2: <laughs>
1: So... <laughs>
2: yes. Tiger I'm
0: going to wrap Tiger King real quick. So, guys, would you say Arjuna Christian was Tiger King season I a, one good? I have a
2: feeling we have different answers. Okay. Same uh, at the
0: same time. Ready? One, two, three. Yes. No. Okay. So, Arjuna said no. Christian said yes.
1: Uh, maybe I go first because I think yeah, i why, why did you say yes? Uh, the reason it was good is that it's compelling. Uh, there's a lot of drama. Um, the characters... So, you're a drama queen. Well, when I watch something, I want drama. Yeah, <laughs> uh, unlike Westworld, uh, the characters had more than one dimension to them, right? That's because they're real people. It's a lot easier to, you know, act as a real person. I don't know, yeah. whatever. Re- um, yeah. But you know, yeah, it was compelling. Nobody was totally black and white. Uh, mostly, dark, you know, mostly evil people. But you know, there there were still shades of gray in there, right? Um, there was like legit mysteries, and it wasn't just one mystery. There was like three legit like, twists that you just don't see coming. You're like, the story just takes some turns that you never see coming. Seven episodes was a perfect amount of episodes. If it gone longer, I think I would have lost patience. But seven episodes, to me, wrapped it up nicely. Um, and, yeah, I was entertained. I was so totally entertained the whole the whole
2: time. To me, uh, the documentary... The reason I say it's not good is I think the documentary lost steam about halfway through. Uh, I think the last few episodes, they... They, have a com- they had a compelling story, but I think they released it too early. I think there's more to this story. And when you watched the last episode, I was like, it just kind of, it for me, it just kind of ended. And I was like, what? Like, it's just kind of dangling there. And that's because the story is still going, right? Like, they've caught up to 2020 and now they've just decided like, okay, let's release this documentary. Meanwhile, I, I think they should have waited. and there And that's what I don't like. If there's another episode coming out, it's like, well, why didn't you wait until that episode was done, right? It just, it feels like you're just kind of and we're caught up, and that's it, right? Well,
0: do you think going back to like this whole claim that there's another episode coming, and e- even to what you're saying right now, like seven episodes sounds weird, like in the Netflix structure and wheelhouse? Like,
1: well, if- it's a here's the thing, though it's not. Sh- they don't go in scripting it. They just go in, they no, shoot, no, 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 no. and they but have to divide no, no, no. it up.
0: Right, right. But typically, though, like a Netflix documentary series, like Making a Murderer and all the other weirdo ones they've done, it's typically like four or ten episodes. That's how they... <laughs> four or ten? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> how they structure their, their docu series. Yeah. I'm wondering if, because of the Corona crap, I'm calling it Corona crap, did they
1: release it early because they needed content? Potentially. But then also to go against what you're saying mm-hmm. is... You could go that way. You could wait, but then what if you're waiting for ten years and nothing happens? Uh, so to me, I look at this two ways. One, can you imagine being the fucking documentary crew around these group of people? You would have a, you would have nightmares. Sure. Okay, there's only so much any kind of documentary crew can do around this before they just have starving breakdowns. because yeah. they're putting their lo- their own lives in danger, like with some of the shit that was going sure. on. So at some point, you have to draw the line and be like, all right, we've got enough. If there's more, we can release it. Netflix, you can do that, right? It's, it's sure. not. It's not. This isn't. This isn't like the old days on cable television when you have like a set time. You know, and it's how many episodes yeah, and syndicated, whatever. So at some point, they they. I look at it as like they drew the line to like he's in jail, um, he's guilty. Uh, this guy has the park. Okay, I think that's but, a good. But ending here, point. here's
2: my counter to that. Right? Why bring up all these storylines if you're gonna drop them halfway through? Doctor uh, uh, Ankle, right? A- Ankle, Ankle. Oh, the uh, Mr.
1: Bhagavan. Yeah, yeah. Bhagavan. Well, he wasn't. He's not a story. He, he, is, he is, is a is no, no, no.
2: He is no. He is a story because that's how they present it in it. They bring up the fact about how shady his cult is, right? Mm-hmm. And then they drop it there they bring up they bring up all these different characters and they just drop them to me if you're doing a documentary right
1: mm-hmm.
2: what you present you have to it has to be laser focused and the the beauty of this documentary right is the all these different storylines in fact they start the documentary by going about how they were doing a story on snake selling Mm -hmm. in Florida or something and then they caught on to the Joe Exotic story right so then they shifted that it was about Joe Exotic but this documentary is not just about Joe Exotic right Right. you bring in all these other players and it just feels like yes Joe Exotic has a through line for this documentary he starts out here Mm -hmm. and you see his descent into becoming going into jail but then you add in all of these other characters and you just kind of drop them halfway through. That's to me. That, to me, is where they messed up in the documentary. Yes, it makes sensational television, mm-hmm. but from a story and a documentary standpoint, it is incomplete. And that's why I did not like
1: it. Sure, I understand that. To me, though, I never looked at them as storylines, per se. I looked at a lot of that stuff as context. Some of it was storylines. But to me, Bhagavan, uh, that guy, he was never a storyline. He was providing a context. This guy... Is the foil to Joe Exotic. This is what Joe Exotic wants to be. This is where he's getting some of his advice. They even work together on some things. Sure. To me, he's on a sto- He's not. He was never presented to me as a story. He was presented as here's context. Here's, here's the other side of what Joe Exotic sure. is trying to do. A successful, uh, really really weird dude.
2: But what about Carol Baskin? So, like, she has a whole episode dedicated to. She's in it the whole time. Right. But then, but, but again, that's like another storyline to me that's just dangling
1: but there's not there's not if there's nothing if there's nowhere else to go with it what are you supposed to do
2: but they uh, make up uh, the end no but what I'm saying is right you they've they've were filming this documentary for years and years mm-hmm. right that's so they could have released a documentary in twenty eighteen right when his presidential and governor um campaign ended right the whole is a natural ending like he's failed he's lost the, the zoo I think it makes like most
1: sense Carol baskins won he ended sure. up in jail that her right. whole thing was to shut him down and she did her storyline her storyline story is the most complete sure she won she's so, safe well now well, she's not yeah, because I mean, yeah. but uh, but in terms of this of this seven episodes I, I felt like she was pretty complete because she ends up at the end she's just like smiling she's like yeah you know, either, I can finally way, relax. Either, I don't have a, don't have a way, killer after
0: me. Either anymore. way, it's fascinating that you guys care so much about terrible people. That being <coughs> said, let's talk about something to wrap up everything. Let's talk about the two shows you two have been watching.
1: Christian, you mm-hmm. just recently finished, uh, just rewatched all of The Office How? before it gets taken off of Netflix. Is that why you did it? No. I actually didn't find that out until, I think, season eight. Wait, well, wait. when I was watching Season 8.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay.
1: Season 8 of The Office, I knew. Because
2: it's, it's being put onto the, the Peacock.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the NBC. What? Which I don't know if the we're peacock. getting.
2: Yeah. The what? Peacock.
0: Okay. Way to bleep that. Uh, do you
2: have a favorite after
0: rewatching all eight seasons? Or nine.
1: nine. Nine seasons? Do I have a favorite season? Favorite season or favorite episode? Favorite. Oh, Jesus. Uh, favorite season, then. <laughs> no, no. actually, so here, uh, real quick, only thing I have to say about The Office is that Um, I definitely agree. First four, five seasons are the best. It's one of the best television you've ever seen. And the first time I watched this, I was definitely in the consensus that the rest of the seasons are shit. They're such bad. It's so bad, it's so different. But I will say on a rewatch, I actually appreciate the last five seasons a lot more. They're very different, but they're very funny in their own way. It's, It's almost like two completely different shows. Um, especially you almost, once Michael leaves yeah once Michael leaves it's totally different and it's, it's, it will never be as good no one can ever say that but it's weird enough it gets really weird where it can exist as its own you can enjoy it on its own without comparing it because it feels that different to me so I was able to enjoy a lot more this time like the whole thing with James Spader um, I really enjoyed that a lot more this time he was, hes so weird. It's great, Robert <laughs> California. Like this uh, was
2: right before he did Age of Ultron. Oh yeah. Too. Oh man. Like, right before. like literally, like the,
1: <laughs> a week before. <laughs> like
2: uh, you know, it, it's so it, and those—they're just—they're just so weird. I like. So it. so speaking about Michael Scott, uh, one of the writers on The Office recently came out with an autobiography that, and he's been revealing a lot of details about, this, about yeah. The Office. And the most fascinating detail to me was, uh, Steve Carell didn't want to leave the show. Steve Carell wanted to re-up with the show, and apparently NBC, right around the time of season seven, got a new president that yeah. didn't care about the office, and Steve Carell and his agent were just waiting. They're like, yep, we're going to resign. We love this show. We're going to do it. Waiting and waiting to resign. Never got an offer. His contract expired, and he was out. And that was it. And that was it. Yep. That, to me, is insane. Yeah. You had the chance to, like, continue with this. A mate like this actor who was blowing up at the time was like the like was in a lot of movies. Yeah, like he was a and he was still willing to do your show, and you didn't even give him an offer. Like it's just mind down At least
1: lowball him, yeah, Jesus. Exa- yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> at least at least let him reject you.
1: Yeah, yeah, you exactly. <laughs> re- uh, cover your ass, but right? The, to, uh, that, that's just wild to me. Yeah, that's insane.
0: And then Arjuna, you were watching My Hero Academia this season, finale,
2: season. Yeah, so the the fourth season just wrapped this past Saturday was the season finale, and damn, it was uh, it was incredible. It actually focused on um, in the show. There's uh, a hero ranking, and there's a new number one hero. He's
0: they the, did a power rankings in an anime show.
2: So there's in their in their world, right? There are heroes, and the heroes are ranked. Uh, there's a new number one. Hero, uh, and he officially is the new number one hero. And uh, the last ep- few episodes Ar-
0: Arjuna is called a power ranking.
2: No, it's not a power ranking, <laughs> yeah. Hero rankings. rankings and it has it's- power ranking. Nope. so the, the new number one hero had this epic fight, um, with um, a, this creature that they call a nomu. And uh, I honestly thought he was dead, like it, it looked like wait, he... the flame guy, yeah, Endeavor. Sorry, these are spoilers. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> which is
1: fine. I, I, I need to uh, watch it.
2: Uh, and here's this epic, epic fight, like in one of the towns. That it was just a really well done fight. One of the best anime fights I've ever seen. Uh, packed you know, you guys have watched enough animes. You know, like the best fights. Um, great action, great emotion, great dialogue. Had all three. Um, great stuff. I'm really sad that the season's over, but very excited for season five. I need you know, Nice, watch that. nice, forward. nice,
1: nice. Good plug.
0: Well, folks, that's the end of this podcast for Was It Good? You can tune into us every Tuesday is when the podcast drops. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at WasItGood? On Twitch at, excuse me, on Twitch, twitch.tv slash WasItGood. We do stream the podcast the Monday or the day before, so definitely check it out if you want to ask questions.
2: And then we release the full VOD Uh, On Facebook and YouTube on Tuesday as well when the audio pod drops.
0: If you, for some weird fucking reason, want to watch us, creeper. (laughs) Beyond
1: that, I think that's going to do it for us. Wow. Week one in the books. It's like week 70. Wow. Week one of the new weekly format.
0: Stay safe, stay strong, and stay the fuck at home.